your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready. For your positive imprint. Well, hello, it's Catherine here, your host of Your Positive Imprint. Well, I just returned from Florida and the Podcast Movement Conference. It's the largest podcast conference in the world. It was really super magnificent. Oh my gosh, the networking was awesome. Well, thank you for listening to Your Positive Imprint. My podcast is free, but I do appreciate positive reviews and five-star ratings. Plus, you can subscribe or follow my podcast on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. You can also listen to the episode from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. Next week's episode, I'm taking you to Norway for a visit into one of the national parks there. Tundra Tours will guide us through with past episode guests, Espen and Kina. Can't wait. Well, email me or follow me, Your Positive Imprint. What's your PI? Hello, this is Catherine with Your Positive Imprint. Well, I am sitting here with somebody that was actually introduced to me. So we've been having this absolute wonderful conversation going from X-Men and the Marvel movies, and learning all about him and his positive imprint. And I am so thrilled to have Daryl Carnley on my show. And he is, unbeknownst to me, but he is an Alaska native. And he spent many years as a pastor, as a mission pastor. So visiting missions throughout Alaska. Daryl, thank you so much for being on Your Positive Imprint. Well, thank you, Catherine. It's good to be here. You're sitting there. I can I can hear the breeze out there. He's sitting outside, out <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, where it's nice and warm. Oh, we, it's beautiful. By, actually, by my pool. <laughs> by your pool. <laughs> if it was Alaska, it'd be my ice skating rink. <laughs> <laughs> that is right. Well, now you have such a, a wonderful, thrilling background so let, let's start with your Alaska background. What was it like? Sure. Well, it was, you know, that's a great question. It, it definitely had its ups and downs. Um, one thing I will say, we had a 100% record never canceling church. My my father had an opinion, and he said, you know, if, if the church, if, if there's heat, and, and no matter how cold it is, we're having church. So <laughs> I kind of continued that, and uh, we... We never canceled. I mean, it would it'd be funny on a Sunday. It might be 60. I, think, I remember one time it was 68 below zero, and we didn't cancel. And we had service, and we had people from all over churches. In fact, I had pastors from other churches that had canceled because they knew that we never would cancel. And uh, <laughs> we would have the funnest service. It would always be shorter, and, and you would always hear the cars running because you couldn't shut your car off at 68 below. You know, so you would have it would be a short service, short sermon. But we always would do it, you know, just mainly for the fellowship because so dark and cold up there for so many months. You know, I lived in North Pole most of my life there. I did a, a little stint. I was in Seward for a little bit in King Salmon and Anchorage, but mainly North Pole most of the forty. I did forty three years up there, and wow. it would just be 
cold and dank and dark and all those things. <laughs> but, you know, you, you just and you meet, but you have so many people from all over the world there, you know, so it was a lot of fun. So it was it was an interesting life. I'm telling you, you didn't want to die in the winter because we couldn't bury you because the ground was froze. So <laughs> we'd get to see you again in the spring to, <laughs> to uh, dig a hole. Oh, sounds like yeah. you have some. Yeah, we, got, we got a little siren going past here. Yeah. Sorry about that. For the listeners, can you describe where North Pole, Alaska is and what it was like growing up there? Well, North Pole is 13 miles south of Fairbanks. Fairbanks is right, they call it the heart of Alaska, right in the middle. We call it where it's real Alaska in the sense of compared to Anchorage. You know, Anchorage would call us square banks. But, uh, <laughs> but being raised there was a lot of fun. You met so many people, a lot of military and so what would happen is, is you would have people from all over the United States that would be there for three years or four years. Um, but it was uh, definitely cold. Uh, it would start snowing about the beginning of October, and it would be ended by April or May. I've seen snow in May. But you just get used to driving on ice literally for, you know, six months almost. You know, just, just ice and snow, and you get used to it. Just like living in Phoenix, it's hot, you go inside. There, it's cold, you go inside. But uh, Unique Life met a lot of different people. And just some of the greatest people you ever meet, very independent, very, very independent people. And hardy. I mean, tough, tough. When it's that cold, I did a lot of construction, and you just build. I mean, we would build houses at 20, 30, 40, below zero, never stop. But uh, you get you get a little tough, and you find yourself when you're in the world. And I've traveled in so many countries. When you're from Alaska, oh my goodness, people want to talk to you. And uh, I think actually I'm alive today because I'm from Alaska. I've been in a few oh. situations <laughs> where possibly doing work you might not survive, and they hear you're from Alaska. And uh, but oh my goodness, when you're from Alaska. You one-up everybody, it seems. You know, I, I lived in Idaho for a short time and hadn't changed my tags on my car. So I told the police officer, I said, well, one day I'll get Idaho tags. And he goes, he says to me, he goes, well, if you're from California, I'd already given you a ticket. He said, but you're from Alaska, we'll give you a pass. Uh, <laughs> well, the poor Californians. <laughs> poor Californians picking on them, you know. But yeah, it was a, it's an interesting life, I tell you. You, you just do things differently. Your tires freeze in the wintertime, you know, it's just a, it's a totally different place to live. Yeah. (laughs) And what is a, you were talking about when we were having a conversation earlier that you are a mission pastor. And well, you know, I think, I think for that is, um, I say that we, my father, we had churches, uh, you know, we helped with churches in, 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 Places that we would call a mission, you know, like Nanana, Alaska, or Minto, Alaska, uh, or Delta Junction, places like that. But then a lot of my focus was, you know, to work on uh, helping establish mission opportunities around the world in different places. And of course, even as I begin to process out of senior pastoring, uh, became more what I call a missional pastor. Uh, and now I'm, I, I mean, I'm a reverend, I'm licensed to do that. I just, I don't have a church, but I, I really started seeing the need of not just going and preaching the gospel, but to go spread, you know, how, how do you have a good life, it was sustainability? And we'll talk about that with what we do with My360. But I, I've just always been challenged to go to places in 
how, how do we help them have a better life? I mean, how do we help them, the resources they have, develop them better? How, how do they, you know, it's, you know, I remember one village in that. How do we teach them just to boil water so they don't get dysentery from the, you know, get sick from the, I mean, just things such as that. Um, and it's just kind of, you're on mission to uh, make life better for people, you know. And, and, of course, a lot of that's done through, you know, joy and love and laughter and, and, and community. You know, how do we have better community with people? I think that's so important. I I like how you phrase that. So, well, you mentioned My360, so we may as well discuss this because this is a huge part of your life. Well, My360 Project is um, what we're doing right now is we're, we're helping – uh, we put, we're helping put shoes on children. There's 300 million children in the world who don't have shoes. And sometimes people are, you know, they're wanting to go do something in the world. And, you know, we know we need to drill water wells. That needs to happen. We need to do medical. We need to help with food. We were looking at something unique. And the need of shoes became very prevalent to us via other organizations. And then my own experience going to Africa, I used to take soccer cleats with me. And the need of soccer cleats in, in the bush, you know, was amazing. These kids are playing soccer with hardly anything on their feet. So long story short, in that we begin to realize, man, what if we could take shoes? But more than just taking shoes, what if we could help them build shoes? What if we could create economy? Ooh, and so that's, that's cool. That's where the My360 project is, uh, you know, at, the, at this moment is we went to Nike um, a, a, an acquaintance of mine, sorry about this police officer coming by, I'm in a rough part of the woods today, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, wait. A, a friend of mine is, is with Nike, and I had went to him with this idea. I said, hey, you know, there's kids who need shoes. I don't want to buy them. I don't want to print them in another country. I want to figure out how to build them. You know, is there someone? And so he said, Daryl, a guy who mentored me, his name's Mike Freeton. Uh, he worked for Bowerman, who, of course, uh, uh, Phil Knight and Bowerman, Coach Bowerman, started Nike. And he said, hey, I want to introduce you to him. So I went to Mike, and we sat down and come up with a plan of how to build a simple-made shoe um, that we could go, people would sponsor, and then we could go help people build it and then give it to children. And so the My360 Project was kind of birthed out of that uh, idea of how do we help people become sustainable how do we work with you know in my mission experience i've worked with a lot of ministries that help rescue ladies out of human trafficking you know they need jobs how do we put them give them a holistic job so we work is over the you never know why you do what you do sometimes but over the years i've made a lot of connections around the world and so now we're kind of working through those connections working with different ministries and right now we're in mexico doing a, a project learning how to build internationally is interesting working with the culture and all that stuff and uh so it's real exciting to see it beginning to grow we've beta tested for a couple of years and now we're in the project we, we put probably three thousand shoes on kids wow wash their feet and uh, put shoes on but they're built by the local people so uh it really becomes quite the experience, you know, to go as we're putting shoes on children, being able to tell them that these shoes are built in your community. And so it's it's really uh, it's been it's been quite the experience that probably one of the toughest things I've ever done in my life is do this. I, I don't know anything about shoes or didn't. And now I'm learning. 
but uh, it's been so fulfilling to see uh, people learn how to sew, and, and we've taught them how to sew. Now they are learning how to build shoes, and the, the goal is is they'll have their own cobbler business eventually, build their own shoes and have their own make their own living and get creative and maybe be the next Nike one of these days. That's uh, you know uh, sustainable for them. And uh, so the My360 has kind of burst out of realizing there's a need in the world. Children need shoes, but also, you know, we want to work with these people who need jobs. I didn't know you built them or that you yeah, had them built and that you trained them. And how long is the process when you're training the local folks in these countries? Well, you know, that's interesting. That's a great question. Of course, some of them have come and they have great experience. Uh, in 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 sewing, but of course we have to teach them the style and the use the different type of machines. But normally it's about a three month process, but we have them for a year, and then the goal is is to launch them on their own, and then they would build shoes for us. They would have their own home style, you know, uh, cottage industry would be the right word. Uh, so that's not a factory. We're not interested in that. We're not interested in you know being a factory or anything. We want people to individually be able to, you know, create in their own home, and especially the ladies that have children, you know, they have six or eight kids, they can work in their home, have something to do. A lot of them don't, of course, have husbands, they're single. Uh, they've been, a lot of the ladies that we work with have been rescued out of just horrific situations. And uh, so it gives them uh, an opportunity to be creative and, and to create their own sustenance in, in their own way, which is really exciting. And they're making the shoes for their own kids or shoes for any kid? Well, some of them now are making for their own children, but they make it. We, you know, they work in our build center and they build the shoes. And then uh, like the like the one in you, where we're building there in Vicente Guerrero, we actually just sent shoes to Chihuahua, uh, Mexico. We have shoes that went to Liberia, Africa. They've built shoes for Cambodia, uh, for Malawi. Uh, there's shoes heading to Tanzania that's coming out of Vicente Guerrero. So these ladies, and there's actually a couple of guys that work for us as well. They are excited about seeing their shoes go, you know, to other parts of the world, which is really, really cool. And you're a nonprofit. So how do you fund the materials and payment to them? I'm going to go turn, hold, hold just a second, turn my light on. <laughs> oh, is it getting dark now? <laughs> it's starting to get dark the a uh, little better so that that's a great question so the shoes they, they get sponsored by people so people they become shoe heroes like if you've ever gone like people will sponsor children they sponsor shoes or companies do it we have uh, we have a nascar team that has helped we've got professional people with companies and so the shoe sponsor for 35 takes a 17 to build it and eight to market it and the ten dollars helps deliver it and it actually like with missions it becomes a fundraiser for young people to go on a mission trip and because the idea is is to get people uh i love to get young people to go on mission trips a lot of times they don't have the money to do it they can actually have people sponsor shoes and a part of that helps pay their way to go deliver it so they also get to meet the artisans they get to go interact with children wash their feet the whole holistic approach and so you know my dad always taught me when you if you travel your brain will grow 
and so so many people can't travel because they can't afford it. Well, this particular idea and product project allows them to go on a mission trip. I want people to go experience um, being able to do something outside of their comfort zone and serve. Serving is is by far one of the greatest things that we can ever have. And and I challenge people. I say, hey, we wash feet like Jesus. Uh, that's what he did to his disciples. It's the prod. It's the posture that he showed us of how to care for others is to wash feet. And so that's kind of what we do. We we go in and wash children's feet. And and it's really exciting because like like Sunday we were out in a neighborhood and we do, we call it spontaneous shoe give. And we just were driving into these poor neighborhoods, and we stop, and we get out, and we talk to families and say, hey, we have Zapatos, and we'd like to give you, you know, we build these here. And here's these kids playing some of, like this one little boy barefoot, foot all, you know, didn't didn't have shoes. And uh, next thing you know, we've washed his feet, put a new pair of socks on, and put him a, gave him a pair of shoes. And he was so happy, he left, and he brought back like four kids and went out <laughs> to the neighborhood so here, you know, we've got this, you know, just it's it's so it's it's fun for us. And we ended up, I think that particular stop gave away like 35 pairs of shoes. But we get to, you know, give them candy and chat with them. And the parents come up and and uh, and they're just excited because to me, it, it touches, uh, you know, will change the world by changing children's lives. And uh, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, they, they didn't even expect anything that day. And we come in. And, you know, wash their feet. So you wonder what are they thinking that night, you know, when a gringo washed their feet and was kind to them. You know, with, with the world as we know it at this moment, um, you know, if there's anything we can do, if we could plant hope and, and love into someone's life, it's amazing, especially children, because they're going to they go through so much. Uh, we're in an area where, where children are sold. And it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking to see. That is very heartbreaking. You know, the craziness of life there in certain areas. And you come in and you just do your best to plant hope. And uh, I was with the mayor of one of the little villages. And uh, she was just so um, emotional that we would come help her, the children of her community. And uh, tears in her eyes. In fact, pictures of her. Uh, she's washing feet with us, you know, and, oh, and putting cool. shoes on. And that was the cool thing for me. I love that. It's in, it's amazing. And all my family, I have three sons and, and a, a beautiful wife. They all love it. You know, my 13-year-old my loves to go do it. My 22-year-old, my 27-year-old, they love this part. And for me, it's kind of cool to have them all on my team. Sometimes pastoring, you don't always have your family on your team. Right, but in this right. case, they're there, you know, and uh, even my mom likes it. So that's a good thing. <laughs> Does your mom leave the cold to help deliver over in Mexico and get some warm air? You know, she's 88 and she hasn't, but she's thinking about coming. So I'm hoping she will. But uh, she sponsors three pairs a month. Every month, I, she's on a fixed income and she sponsors three pairs of shoes. It's really special for us. When you, we when my 360 and the second they get the check and they go, hey, your mom sponsored three more pairs. That's pretty special for me. I love it. That is, and throughout the world you're getting sponsors. And do they do, does the sponsorship also include payment or do the people that are making the shoes do they get any pay to for their time? Well, 
Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. They they get paid. They they make a livable wage. In fact, above you know different areas, you know you 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 pay whatever is allowable. Uh, it's interesting how that works. But they we we pay. Uh, that is interesting. Yeah, it's an allowable wage. That that is. Uh, uh, but they, yeah, they, they yeah no one volunteers to make it. They all get paid. It's it's a job for them. We we actually get around some of the uh, things uh, by. You know, we feed them, and they get paid vacation, and they get bonuses, and and it's of course I'm a lot of fun to work for. So uh, we enjoy. <laughs> you are humorous. We enjoy, we enjoy life. It's if you if you can't have fun in life, I, I don't really want to do it. But it's just it's having life and have it more abundantly, you know. And I and so even though we're in serious situations, sometimes it's still being able to have joy in what you do, and so it really. Um, you know, some of the people we have a lady working for us right now. She's her her life story is tragic, but it's awesome to see, you know, her have hope. You know, and and um, that's the biggest thing in life. And I challenge every one of our artisans. We have nine that, that work with us off and on. A couple are full time, but my challenge to all of them is: I want to help you dream. You know, because if it, most people have lost their dreams, and if you can help them dream. Um, it changes everything. And uh, the lady that runs it for us, Gloria, uh, I, I asked her some time ago. She's from Tijuana and just wonderful lady, just turned 60. And I asked her why she liked me. And she said, you helped me dream again. And, oh, uh, that is so wonderful. That to me is what life is about, is dreaming. And in fact, it gets me in trouble sometimes. I'm too much of a dreamer <laughs> ever so often. I have to come down out of the clouds, you know. But it's it's helping people dream. And I think that's, as you spread positive around the world, you know, it's just helping people dream and love and care. And, and, and even as a Christian, you know, sometimes people are all out trying to get everybody saved. I, I, I'm just going to... I'm just going to be me and, and love on people. And if they like what I have, they'll ask me, you know, I, I don't ever try to force, I, I can, you can put me in about any country and I've been in many and some that you're not even supposed to be in. And I just, just having fun with people. It's amazing uh, to be in a Muslim country. You just go in and, and everybody loves to love. I don't care where you're at. People, they love to laugh. Uh, they like mm-hmm. a good vino, uh, you know, they just, you know, I, I was in Argentina not long ago, and, and as crazy as it is there, you people still want to, they, they, they still care, you know, and they love and they they enjoy life. And, uh, and, and ever, I don't know, someone asked me they, what I thought, how I thought the world was at this moment. I, ultimately, I, there's far more good than bad going on. I mean, I, I, I get to travel. I was in Cuba not long ago, and I just had more fun in Cuba. Got sicker than a dog there, but it was oh my fault. Um, but we we had good cigars and and enjoyed having fun with people and ministered and loved and cared. and, and uh, It sounds like I when you go to the countries that you immerse yourself to, oh, yeah. in their culture. And that is remarkable, and that is I've... On my podcast show, I've had uh, a couple of people that I'll I'll mention here right quick, but Marcos Mendonca, he has traveled the world like you, but he, like you, he tries to immerse himself in the culture, and he wants to teach people to go back. And then a Norwegian, Kine, her entire life has been based on dreaming. 
and nice. going towards that dream and working towards it and not letting anybody squash it. That's right. And that's incredible. And that's what you're doing. And, and I'm so glad that you've been able to move so forward with this, with my project 360. While you were talking, I, and maybe you will know the title because it, it leaves me right now, but it is a foreign film and it is about shoes. It takes place, I, I believe it's Africa, somewhere in Africa where these poor children, they go to school and they just were given with every cent that this mother had, bought new pairs of shoes for the kids. Yeah. And she got, I think it was the little boy, maybe it was a little girl, got them dirty or wet or whatever it was. It's been a while since I've seen it. And I want to go see that movie again, but I can't remember the title and it, it eludes me I right now. I'm trying. I, I think I know what you're talking about. I, I, oh man, I'll have to. I'll have to look it up. But well, it, listeners, it, if any of you have heard it, please email me because it's stuck in my head and I can't get yeah, it out. Yeah, <laughs> it's. I, I, I think I know the movie. I have. I'll have. I, it's. I'm the same way. It's funny you say the dirt. Sometimes we'll give shoes to kids and then they'll take them off, and you know you'll have an American with you and they're a little offended. And I said, you know what? I said, don't be offended. Because most of the time they don't want to get it dirty, right? You know, and and, and it's inter you'll see them carrying it, uh, and and then that it, it's listen. I said, hey, our job is just to give. You know, what they do with it, it's up to them. You know, we we've completed our part, but it is true. You know, though it's funny that like, you'll they'll get it dirty. Or they're not carrying it, or they'll go back. Like I seen one little boy the other day. He he loved his shoes. I, I asked through the interpreter. Oh, I love him. Give me thumbs up. Next thing you know, he's in his old pairs of shoes again. So I had Gloria. I said, Gloria, go see what's going on. You know, just because I had one one of the gringos with me wanted to know, and I kind of knew. And they came back, and he he didn't want to get them dirty. Mm -hmm. You know, he said, I, I'm I'm going to take them home. And and sometimes I'll take. I've been to their houses, and they'll have the shoes set up on their shelf. You know, it's like it's special. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then, but it's it really. I tell you, when you work with children, they're they're just so they're so precious. You know, and they're happy. I mean, we've been, I was in Haiti some time ago and I mean, the, probably the poorest I've ever seen in my life. Kids who didn't even have names. They called them, they're, they're, lat, they're just, they're throw, they call them throwaway kids. Oh my but when, goodness. They have no names. I mean, they literally have no names. Are they and, and orphans so or why? Are they're they just, they're just, they're, they're, they're just mixed up in a, in a, in an area there that has so much corruption and so much craziness that there just is a lot of kids, and in, in, in many of them are, are mixed with families. There's a lot of orphans. Um, we went in and gave away 400. I needed 2,000 pairs. All I had was 400. We didn't know how many kids. But we washed feet, and it was such a precious time. And, of course, it's so poor. You know, it, it's, it's a whole different deal. But it's so amazing. And, and as poor as it is and as crazy of an area that we were in, very dangerous area, uh, the kids were happy. I mean, they loved when we were playing with their feet and doing the little piggies and, you know, they had <laughs> no, it, most likely, in fact, one of the missionaries with me said, Daryl, most likely this was probably some of the nicest contact they've ever had with, with human beings that would be nice to them, you know, that would not be, you know, harsh. And even as we were going in, you know, we, we couldn't control this, but they were, I mean, some of the people that were handling, they had belts out and they're whipping the kids and keeping them back because they're just, 
you know, wow. they're like little animals. And it was really sad to see how they were treated. So when they came into our compound, you know, we, we had candy for them and we had, we had played with them and, and sang with them. And, but it was kind of like an interaction they didn't really know how to respond to. But then when we started washing feet, it was totally, you know, they didn't, you know, they really, in fact, we had no, no one cry. Every one of them loved it, you know, and we had some some of the funnest smiles. In fact, we have a little video on our website. I think it's with Haiti, and you can see the kids are just so happy. I mean, it was like they they didn't know how to respond to that positive response that you know what we were doing with them, and uh, it was pretty interesting, real heart touching. I mean, you go home that night and you're laying in bed and you got tears in your eyes. You're going, oh my god, you know. But hopefully that day, just a little touch that was positive changed it. You know, I, I would hope, you know, who knows what will happen. And you, you know, will maybe. never know. Never but, know. But you have seen the world through a very different perspective, or from a different perspective, and that is through or from children's eyes. As I begin to research and begin to meet different organizations, because there's some great shoe organizations. I mean, we're not the only one, and we don't want to be. We can't be. Uh, in fact, I just was called the other day to be on a panel called Until There's Zero, and it's a summit with all of the shoe organizations. How do we have zero? How, we, how do we have no kids? You know, that, how do we get to zero? Yeah. And so in September, we're doing a summit with some of the major ones. And we're the small, we're the smallest of them. But there's some intriguement because we're teaching people how to build shoes. And that and, is and so very intriguing. That's that, innovation. Exactly. Because the idea is is when we leave Vicente Guerrero and move on somewhere else or whatever we do, there's still going to be shoes there because we're teaching them how to source in country, how, how, to, how to work on their machines, everything. The idea is, is to move on, and it's an open-source shoe that we've showed them how to build, and then they can do whatever they want to with it. You know? And so the idea is, is in you know, however much or longer the world's going to last, uh, you know, they have a sh they've learned how to build shoes, and they would not have a shoeless kid in that society because they can build it. So that's our you know, that's our idea. So we're we're really beginning to to expand by September. Uh, we're growing considerably, but we've had to take time to develop this, and you know, we wanted to be integral with with our approach to everything to be sure the shoe worked, it lasted. We can, you know, you just it's one thing to have an idea, a thought. It's another thing to work it out, you know. And that's been the process of this, and it's been really stretching for me, but very exciting. And uh, we've got some of the coolest people getting involved mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, just in taking people on trips like, you know, Kyla, who introduced me to you, she got to go. It was amazing to go with that group of ladies and, you know, had more, no more tears. I, I'm a baby. I had five sisters and I'm the baby. So I, I know how to be around people crying, you know, <laughs> oh. but we, a lot of emotion. I'm telling guys, too. I, I'm, I'm right with them. But we, it was just amazing to watch them, you know, just so emotional with these children. But then all of a sudden realize how important uh, and how significant it was of what they were doing, you know. And uh, so it's been, it's been, a, it's been very fulfilling to watch people. And so, know, how do and, listeners get a hold of you? What, what's your website? You know, they can look at it's, it's uh, www.my360project.com. Okay, and I'll have it and, on my website also. I'll put it. And a then link. they can, of course, go to Facebook and like us. You know, my 360 project. But but I'll, can can I talk about the name real quick? Absolutely. Perfect. 
I so the the my three sixty project. I really felt like the word my, uh, and, and I don't want to over spiritualize this at all. It's it's not hard for me to do being a pastor, but I really felt like I was impressed to name it my to teach people how to be selfish again, but in the right way. Because the great commandment, and and it virtually in any religion, is love your neighbor as yourself. So. The my was is to learn how to love yourself again. Take care of you, you know, and, and, and how that happens is is learning how to serve. And then, of course, the 360 is everyone should benefit. This, this organization is not for me. It's not for one. It's for everyone to benefit. We want missionaries. We want everyone to benefit. And then, of course, the word project. Everyone has projects, you know, and, and how... When you complete a project, it's incredible what it does to your head, what it does to your heart. And so when people go with us, we want to challenge them. I, we, we do five-day trips, and I always say in the next five days, you're, you're going to face – you're going you're gonna to be a part of some things that's going to shift in your life like never before. It's going to be one of the greatest five days of your life because I really want them to come to their self, to their senses uh, of their own humanity and realize that they're helping serve humanity by completing something. And so when they get back, they've completed a project. They've went, they've washed feet, they've helped build shoes, they've, they've traveled to another country, um, hopefully didn't drink the water like I did in Cuba accidentally. And 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 then they come home and they feel better about themselves. In fact, just today, the, cup, the people that went this weekend, the husband who didn't get to go, text me and said, man, he said, you know, you've got two new groupies. <laughs> oh. Speaking of his wife and daughter, he said, they're, he said, they're in, you know, and they're a very successful couple, great things in their life. Uh, but I was excited about that. And the one girl, you know, she's 16, she's a 10th grader. And she, before she got on the plane, she hugged me and she said, thanks. She goes, I've just never done anything like this. And it totally reset me, you know, and that's what I want that, that, that reset that happens, we call it the 360 effect. Um, I, I really want people to come back and be nicer people. I and like serve, that, the 360 effect. You know, it's cool to hear the testimony. Because I always tell people, you can't have a testimony until you've gone. You know, And that's the greatest thing in life is when you can testify. And, and I always say most people just get the monies, but you got to have a testimony. You know, When you go and you do... Uh, it changes. It changes your homeostasis. That's really how the world gets changed when when we get out of our comfort zone. Serve, I, I say, serve local to global. Serve locally, and and then go globally. You know, and and I think it's it's really wild when when people get off of their tail and go do something. <laughs> uh, I, I, as a pastor, for you to get people complaining, you know, oh. It's, I said, what are you doing? You know, go go wash dishes at the senior center, you know. Uh, do something. Go paint a fire hydrant. I don't know, but just make yourself uncomfortable. <laughs> there you, know? you go. There you go. <laughs> well, you've been making yourself uncomfortable, but you've been very comfortable in the shoes you've been wearing. Sorry. Yes, could, yes. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> so, and you obviously have... A, a heart and you have passion and compassion and the, you are making the future brighter for so many people. We hope to and, and it's it's people like you that help us spread the word and that's the point is just um, you know people ask me all day what can we do I said you know what just 
go like us on Facebook, become a shoe hero. We shoe heroes are people who sponsor a pair a month. Uh, you know, I said, just if anything, just like us and forward it and, and, and eventually come on a trip. You know, I said, go with us. It's not that expensive and you can go, you know, get out of your comfort zone and, and go to Mexico or go with us to you. We have a trip to Uganda next year. We're taking a big team to over to Uganda next February. And, uh, but it's just, uh, and, and if it's not even us, just get involved with a service organization and watch what happens. It changes everything. Well, Daryl Carnley, you are an amazing positive imprint, and it's wonderful to have you. Uh, you said, I love this, serve local, go global. Uh, well, it's, it's start serving local and then go global. Yeah. Well, thank you for that inspiration. And we will close the show with those wonderful words and people can go out and find their niche, no matter what it might be. Amen. With volunteering in the community. Daryl Carnley, thank you so much. Catherine, thanks for having me and God bless you guys. And, and uh, I can't wait to, to listen to this podcast. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Thank you to Chris Knoll for the amazing music. Learn more about Chris at chrisknoll.com. That's C-H-R-I-S-N-O-L-E.com. This podcast is free, but please support me with reviews, five stars, and downloading my episodes. And you can check out those episodes from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com. Subscribing is free. Just hit the follow or subscribe button now. Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.?